May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Well, I don't know about you, and I suspect I won't be the only person preaching this morning who says something to this effect, but um, when I hear this story, this story of Jesus' encounter with Zacchaeus, my mind immediately, of course, goes to the Sunday school song about him being a wee little man. Um, and it's actually a very cloudy memory way in the back of my religious consciousness of like being a child and learning these things. It's a funny thing. And when it comes up, I'm like, oh, right, the song um, that I actually I'm almost certain I don't know actually how it ends. Maybe one of you do and can tell me at the end of the service. But a lot of us who grew up in church will know this story even vaguely like that for that reason. It's a funny thing that we do with certain Bible stories Uh, The way that we single them out as being particularly fun or appropriate or useful in educating our kids in what the Bible is and ultimately what God is like, what Jesus is to them, who Jesus is to them. And there's some obvious reasons for why that's the case with this story. Zacchaeus is a person whom we're told is very short. And so they can probably relate to his experience of trying to see over the heads of a group of grown-ups in a crowd and not being able to and being kind of frustrated and animated by that. And of course, uh, also Zacchaeus climbs up a tree to see Jesus, um, which is also really fun. What child, um, if they're able, doesn't like climbing around on everything? So this is a very important task giving our children some kind of basic knowledge of some of these important Bible stories. And this fall at All Saints, we are blessed to have taken yet another step beyond the circumstances of the pandemic and have restarted our weekly Sunday school. It is led by a fantastic and growing group of volunteers and parent leaders who have stepped up to offer themselves and what they have to teach our kids week after week something more of the Christian story and of what our faith is all about. To me, this is a huge success. And what's so great about it is that it's no one person's project. We're all taking responsibility for the formation of the imagination of our kids in the faith in a wonderfully progressive and also deeply traditional faithful way. The whole village is kind of doing this together. This is the great joy of church, the way that we as a community get to build something together, the way that this place is built, unlike so many other places in our lives, by virtue of our cooperation and not our competition. Few other places do we get to do things like this so readily. Zacchaeus does not start out in this story in the gospel as a person who probably would have any sense of something like this. Any sense of being part of a community, of a greater whole, of contributing himself and his gifts to the common life of his people. In fact, just the opposite. We are told that Zacchaeus is a tax collector, and not just a tax collector, but a chief tax collector. A profession already notorious for fraud and collusion with the authorities to scam people and to pad one's own pocket with proceeds. And particularly in this case, this is a man who is doing it to his own people, 
and oppressed people who are the subjects of and generally afterthoughts of an empire that is happy to make money off of them, but likely to offer very little in terms of material benefit or protection. This is an industry of blatant corruption and really traitorous betrayal of the Jewish people on the part of Zacchaeus. But Zacchaeus has this spiritual encounter, this experience where he sees Jesus coming and also going. The text tells us he's passing through Jericho. It sort of implies that he's passing through. He won't be staying very long. And something about him passing through like this and his initial inability to see Jesus gets him swept up in the moment. And he does something that you wouldn't expect a rich man, a man of his wealth and status, to kind of haul off and do. He climbs this tree, like we sing about in the Sunday school way. But imagine a wealthy financial professional, someone like that, doing this, um, even, even today, um, being caught up in the moment and the frenzy of what's happening and wanting to see it, wanting to be a part. One wonders if he knows anything about this itinerant rabbi who's making a pass through his town, or if it's just that he can't see Jesus and wants, doesn't want to be left out of what's happening. In any case, what happens is this. Jesus sees him. And I think this is important. Jesus sees him. He sees him. He sees all that he is right there. All of his life, all of his activities, all of his shame and guilt about defrauding his own people, all of the greed in him motivating him to continue doing it anyway. Jesus sees it all, and he says, I want to stay at your house today. He singles him out in a way that actually makes the crowd pretty annoyed. They start complaining and grumbling. The Bible loves this word, grumbling. And it's like, oh, this Jesus, this man of God, look, look who he's talking to. Look what he's getting up to. Zacchaeus has never known what it feels like to give of himself in community. He's never had this experience of, um, if, if he did at some point, at least, he never uh, embraced it. Throughout his life, it seems that he only ever knew something like scarcity and trying to maximize his own personal profit at the expense of everything else. But this encounter with Jesus, from it, we hear that he decides that half of his possessions he will give to the poor, just like that, on the spot. And that he will make it right for, and then some, for everyone that he has defrauded in the past. His life is utterly transformed by this quick meeting with Jesus who sees him and learns what life is like when one abides in his love. So today we begin our 2023 stewardship campaign. And stewardship each year is that time when we consider what we will give to the common life of our church community in the upcoming year. It's exactly an exercise in doing what Zacchaeus never knew how to do until he met Jesus. It's the spiritual exercise of taking stock, both of what we have to offer and how we can offer it, and then making a concrete commitment, a concrete plan to do so. And what we learn when we do this each year, as Zacchaeus learns in this encounter, is that there's great freedom found in sharing what you have been given, recognizing that the source of all of it ultimately is God. 
If you've never done it before, it is a really transformative practice. Our lives should be transformed by a practice such as this, just like that encounter with Jesus for Zacchaeus. When we meet Jesus in our love for one another, in our neighbors, in the poor, in the suffering, all those places that we encounter him, when we realize the true abundance we have been given and the ways we have agency in sharing it, it feels good to take on that agency and to move from that place of scarcity to that place of abundance, the way that Zacchaeus, in such an unlikely turn of events, does. We'll hear a lot more about stewardship today and in the coming weeks, so please do stay tuned. I think it's a wonderful thing that this is such a commonly shared Bible story for our children, both for the fun of the little man who climbs up the tree to see Jesus, but also for us to instill in our kids as well as to remind ourselves that to follow Jesus means for us to learn to give of ourselves. This is not a message that many of us will hear very often in other parts of our lives and our society, how we conduct business and how we are expected to perform at work, all of that. It is a different kind of ethic, shaped by a recognition that what is mine is only mine by virtue of cooperation with others. And indeed, because of the ways our economies are so often arranged, often by the hard labor of others. We recognize that in all that we have been given, all that we have, none of us are self-made. And there's no need to try to be. The good life is the life that is lived in the abundance of sharing what we have and seeing the spiritual good fruits that return from that. The story of Zacchaeus is a story that tells us also, and this is very important too, that no person, no person, no matter what they've done, no matter what their reputation, no person is a lost cause. No person is beyond the bounds of God's loving embrace. No person is beyond forgiveness. Whatever anyone says, no person is out of reach of God's saving help. No person is too lost to be found. We witness to that fact each and every week here at All Saints Church. And this in this period of rebuilding and revitalizing, of shaking off some of the dust and the cobwebs of those darkest days of the pandemic, and as we're stepping out now truly into what is next for us, this is such an exciting moment to get involved and to participate in what God is doing in this place and in this time. We get to be the ones who steward this community into new and exciting places each and every year, proclaiming that same radical love to this world. We make this place what it is only by coming together in the abundance of what God has given us and making it available for future generations to come. And so with gratitude like Zacchaeus, may we enter this season of giving as a people who have encountered Jesus and been changed by it and have said yes to joining up for his mission of love in our world. Amen.